Okay, what are we doing? We're talking about locals for the, like, <laughs> we started in locals. We're uh, trying to finish on locals, but it's taking you, like, getting you to do these things is, like, I feel like I want to pull the brackets off my teeth of my braces one by one. It's actually less painful than trying to get you to do this. Locals. Go. We're doing it right now. Yeah. We're not starting over. <laughs> no, like because that. I can we're, edit all this out. I just we're go. Rolling with it. All right. Should I start with the howdy folks? <laughs> <laughs> that you love? Howdy folks. It's either one of or it's so. So. It's That's my line. So. How about you do howdy folks? Howdy folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i think we just start over so you don't have to like do all this editing it's not that hard babe i wouldn't worry here. about it you don't even know what that means to edit it well i see you over here doing your thing and it looks time's pretty sexy is that what you're gonna say no <laughs> it <looks> frustratingly <laughs> time consuming um uh, all right okay well hmm well, now that this promo has already gone three minutes without even mentioning anything <laughs> about locals, uh, we can use it for bloopers. I'm still learning about locals. I'm trying to. I don't know why they named it that. It's we need to come name. up with a new name. Yeah, it's terrible. We need to send Dave Rubin some suggestions. I mean, I know Dave is actually gay, but does he really have to make his app sound like the gay bar down the street? <laughs> It's so close to neighbors. In Seattle, yeah. the gay bar in Seattle was neighbors when we were younger. So when Ryan heard locals, he was like, it sounds like something. And sounds I was like, like dating, it sounds like neighbors. Sounds like a dating app or something silly. Yeah, whatever. Okay. So why are we on locals? Let's start over. God. <laughs> Welcome to Hunt Harvest Health Podcast with your host, Ryan Lampers, a.k.a. The Stealthy Hunter. Howdy. And myself, Dr. Hillary Lampers, where we share our love for ancestral living and the health topics of the modern age. You can follow us at huntharvesthealth.com, Instagram, and Facebook for more podcasts, recipes, and stories. All right, let's do this. Howdy, folks. Is that okay? beautiful babe. okay all right we Peace wanted to life. take a quick minute is this with enough enthusiasm yes Hill? okay yes um and talk about one of the new platforms that we're on right now and where brian call myself are putting some of our content and we're going to be putting some of our videos um and exclusively at this new it's an app, actually. It's called Locals.com, and there's a lot of reasons why we're over there, and we're trying to grow this community. It's it's done really well. We've had it out. Uh, we've had a community over there for a couple, maybe three weeks now. Mm -hmm. Not very we're long. We're already almost up to like 1,200 folks over there doing it, and it's similar to, I guess it's similar to an Instagram-type mm -hmm. platform. But I think it's much better. Uh, I really like the I really like the group over there that we've got already, and we are going to be able to show things that we don't want to show on <laughs> YouTube. And what? <laughs> Go ahead. 
Are we still rolling? Yeah. Okay. There's <laughs> going to be maybe some like breaking down of an animal. Uh, we just feel like it's a much better place for the things that we do. We can have better discussions without fear of censorship. There's not going to be any advertisements from YouTube that they just willy-nilly throw into the videos. And we'll have more control there. Um, so no more blurred out images. I think uh, Dave Rubin started this platform and he's doing it the right way. As long as folks don't do things that are illegal, you can say whatever you want and um, post whatever you want. And that's what we're going to do over there. So we're going to have some of our videos exclusive over there. We already have, well, there's multiple videos. You can watch basically all of the videos. But one of them is the last hunt that we did with Paley. And the last video of that series we threw over there. We didn't put it on YouTube. Um, and that's one of the videos that you can see if you become a member. Um, or a subscriber, sorry. You can become a member of the gritty, stealthy community. But if you want to see some of the videos, um, we're going to have a little members area and you'll get more exclusive stuff. To um, And if to you don't in. already get to listen to me talk enough on this podcast, that video is a lot of me. Yeah, we show the breaking down of the animal and then we show... Well, it's not a lot of me. It's just a lot of me. A little night hike we did. Sharing my feelings, we which Ryan loves. We a lot. Sharing talk my about feelings. everything about the hunt. So... Yeah. Um, I think it was a great ending to the whole series of Paley's Hunt. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it was one of my favorite. It's fun to look back. And I think when we talk about hunting, like you guys are always talking about stories and stuff. So it's fun to, I forget a lot of it, like us talking about the day after, like what happened and our feelings about it and, and what was going on. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was fun. So if you become a member of the Gritty Stealthy Locals Community subscriber, you'll get to see those films. Plus... You guys are going to start filming again real shortly here. Bear season's coming. Oh, so they'll be putting films on there from this year. And so there'll be some yeah. only for subscribers. I think we're going to do almost every other hunt we're going to put over there. And so um, mm-hmm. like uh, I think one of our bear hunts that hopefully we're successful on and we find some some cool area and, and, and cool critters. Uh some of those are going to be on locals only, not on the YouTube anymore. So for less than a lunch once a week, you can get a ton of information, ton of great content, watch the films, and they won't be censored by people that understand nothing about hunting. Sounds like a win to me. Mm-hmm. All right, go check it out, locals.com. Hey, right, long time no talk. The last podcast we put out was weeks ago. Yeah. So we're back. (laughs) And. And again, the plan is to do more podcasts moving Mm -hmm. forward. In fact, we are. um, I did a question the other day on uh, just a bear question. And on Instagram, on Instagram, ask me any bear question. It's like, oh, man. I don't know. I guess it was a win. I thought it was a mistake when I first saw how many questions were rolling in. But we do have a lot of questions that um, I think 260, last time I counted that next day, came rolling in. And I don't like spending a ton of time on Instagram. (laughs) So 
I knocked out a handful of easy ones. Well, let's talk about but, why we posted the question. Talking back to the whole technology idiot situation mm. is that you are going to be doing a vortex takeover. So you were yeah. trying to learn all the little like, things about what to do. So you said to me, and folks, if you can believe this, Ryan has 40 some thousand followers. He still does not even know how to do this. Well, I've never he wanted done to ask, ask a question. question so. so what he did initially <laughs> was he just went on his story. He typed out a question, ask me a question. Within two minutes, he had like 50 DMs in his DMs. And he was like, I was like, Hill, how do he, I he answer like, these? How do I answer these? Like other people when they put it in the picture. And I said, because <laughs> you did it wrong. You just asked a question. It goes into your DM. You have to go to the app part on the story where it says, ask a question, put the name in, and then it will show up when you click on it. You'll get this whole long list of all your questions. So it's more organizational. And then you can decide if you want to share and answer the question on your story. Yeah. So then I said, no, 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 no. So he erased the first question and he did it the right way. And literally within 60 seconds, there was like 40 questions. And then within an hour, there was like 100. And then there was like 200. And then he was like, you were going, oh my gosh, why did I even ask that? And I said, do you know how many questions I ask on Hunt Harvest Health? If I got over 200 responses on one question, I'd be in heaven. I mean, that's a lot of interaction. And and you just ask one question. Was it, what did, was the question? Ask me a bear question? <laughs> Something simple. Like so that. vague. <laughs> and that opens it up to just like. Well, it's good. Obviously, <laughs> it opened our eyes. So there's a lot of questions going into spring bear, which we are weeks out from. So that's cool to see. And now we have a ton of material to knock out some actual spring bear podcast so our next podcast that's going to come out after this one will be bear yep. questions so stay tuned we're and we're going to actually record through. it right after this we're going to be yeah that'll, that'll happen today we're going to be ripping through it we're not going to get to all the questions we're going to probably no, no, no. a lot of them were pretty similar like where do you find them you know type questions elevations things like that so we'll, we'll roll through all that but yeah the the reason i did it like he'll mentioned is i'm going to be doing a Vortex Optics IG Takeover. What's the date on that? Scares me a little bit. Give um, people the dates. Mm, it's coming up here in a. What, April? Th- yeah, it's in April, like April 8th or something like that. It's coming up. It's like April 8th or it is April 8th? Somewhere in there. Oh, geez. <laughs> we're, I we're think at, it's April 8th. Okay. But I wanted to, yeah, I just kind of wanted to get the feeling of how you do these so technology really stresses ryan out like i'm cool with it let's try it let's see what happens let's figure this out i get more frustrated when i think i have it and it doesn't work right so in today's podcast again another frustration we recorded this podcast with the um ryan and tanya avery from avery's adventures podcast in rockslide and of course their audio is in stereo, so you hear them in both speakers in your headset. So if you're listening to this podcast right now on a headset or in your car, you're going to have like stereo effect. Somehow our Zoom got... <sighs> Something happened. Some button got pushed around. by the dog or the cat or the kid or us, shoved in a bag. I don't know how it yeah. happened. But now channels three and four, who are you and I speaking, was mono. So you're in the left ear 
and I'm in the right ear. So when Ryan or Tanya talk, you hear them in both ears. When you hear me talk, I think I'm in your right speaker or right ear and Ryan's in the left or vice versa, whatever it is. So it's a little irritating if you're listening on a headset, which I'm sure a lot of people do, like they're working out or whatever. Well, unfortunately, or in you their do car. a lot of the talking. I did very little in this podcast, but... Um... You did a lot of the talking yeah. on this But one. that's like technology. Like, again, trying to figure that out. Do I want to spend an hour while I have a podcast guest sitting there waiting yeah. to do a podcast? I got to figure out the technology. So anyways, this podcast today is all about technology blunders. It's also about what I actually do in my real life with medicine and what I specialized in for. We haven't really talked about much. A very long time. And we don't talk about it because... Ryan has been nervous to think that you're all going to think we're like weirdo wackos, but folks I, think we're woo. -woo I think enough, we've already think, just but... like, I mean, even in the last podcast, we kind of gave up some details that is like questions we've been asked for about for years. We just ignore them because we love everybody out there. We want people to make up their own minds about things. We believe that freedom of choice and freedom of everything is important. And so Ryan was like, I'd say, hey, my freedom is to talk about what I do at work. And Ryan says, that is not your freedom because people are going to think we're crazy. Now he's getting used to the whole <laughs> we're crazy thing. But anyways, it's um, I share about NCR, which is a therapy that I've done. I've been around since I was 24. I received it as a patient initially um, who suffered with headaches. And then I started working for the guy who treated me. And I worked for him for a decade. And in that, I went to medical school, and it was really what prompted me to go to medical school, and it was pretty much my entire practice for, what, the first 13 years of my practice, and I specialized in Seattle in that. So um, Avery got treatment from me for chronic headaches over a year ago, and he went berserko over this treatment because he he tells his story in this podcast, and it's really worth listening to because there's millions of people that have the same story, um, especially men that have had head traumas, athletes, military guys, whatever. And uh, he didn't believe it was going to work. He was like, I'm just Hail Mary in this. I've done everything. But he got turned on to it from my cousin who, like me, skeptic about a lot of things until yeah. we see things happen and work. And you know, my cousin had the same benefit. So he had a conversation with Ryan Avery about it. And from there, everything. Well, as Ryan happened. even says in this podcast, his VA doctor brought it up to him, which yeah. I was totally shocked about. This is the thing. Like things are changing. New younger doctors are coming in. And I mean, the sign of a good doctor is somebody who can admit that they don't know everything and that they, they need, they can, you know, they, they refer like you've had headaches this long. We can't figure out what's wrong with you, but I've heard these things may help. And so we don't do them, but look into them. So anyways, that's what this podcast is today. It's a health podcast. If it resonates with you, um, uh, yeah, you can send me DMS, but like, don't send me your entire medical history in an email. Cause again, I won't, I won't be able to respond. Medical questions that require me to diagnose and treat you through email just can't happen. Um, you can call Elevate Health MT. Go to elevatehealthmt.com. Set up a consult. They're free. I'll talk to you on the phone for free, but I need to put you on my schedule. 
because I just don't have time outside of patient care to be answering medical histories online. And it's, it's not really, it's not ethical for me to do that anyways. But um, if it interests you and you just want more information about your specific case, I'm happy to talk to you about that. You do have to come to Montana to get treated. So it's not like I can't do it through a Zoom call. Unfortunately, that'd be pretty awesome if I could just be like, there's your treatment. <laughs> but I can't. Um, but anyway, so Avery talks about in here, and then Tanya also experienced the treatment. So um, in the meantime, we, besides recording a podcast once a month or something, <laughs> and having jobs and having um, children and trying to uh, enjoy the beginning of spring a little bit, we have a lot going on. Western Hunting Summit's coming up in June, which is going to be quick. here yeah. really yeah. quick. Yep. Um, and we have filled all spots. Currently, we have eight spots left for rifle. Yep. What are the dates? June 10th through the 13th. Okay. So if you want to come June 10th through the 13th, we have eight spots open for rifle. Um, rifle is going to be really fun because, one, it's a smaller group. Um, we decided that with rifle, we just, we had to make it a bit of a smaller group in order to make it work. So you're going to get even more like intimate time with these guys. That sounds really bad. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to get more one-on-one -on -one special yeah. time. That even sounds worse, but special time. Um, yeah, it's a like smaller that. group. Um, and so, it's yeah. It's the first event. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, we're going to get all the things. A lot of one-on-one -on -one with Joel Turner. Um, if you want questions answered when it comes to, you know, shooting with the rifle. I know a lot of folks think if you grab a rifle, scope on there, it's real easy. Um, point and shoot, things fall over. Uh, it's not always the case. A lot of people experience target panic uh, similar to that with a bow as, you know, with the rifle as well. And I'll throw... My cousin Joey under the bus. He experienced this <laughs> target panic. Joey. Joey Byburn. You he, know the special he gets one. the target panic. <laughs> he his first shot is usually not very good. Um, he gets so jacked up that he tends to make not the best shots out of the gates. So, uh, yeah, Joel's going to be there to try to alleviate some of that and uh, help people shoot better. Joel's going to be at all of ours. Actually, he's going to be teaching rifle and he's going to be doing archery. So. I, I learned a lot from Joel. I barely shoot anything. And when I do archery anyways, and every time I do now, it just like kicks into me when I shoot. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great technique. Um, so yeah. So the Western Hunting Summit, you can go to westernhuntingsummit.com if you want to be one of those last few people to get in there. Um, are all our scholarship spots full? No. So there's a couple opportunities still. Um, don't know how many days left, but Graxaw game bags. Mm -hmm. He's got uh, he's got a little link in his bio on his IG that will put you to a page where you just put in your name, um, email, and that will put you in for a free spot to the Rifle Summit. Mm -hmm. uh, he's giving away one, and that is the deadline is coming up quick. I should have the date, but uh, if you want to do that and possibly win a spot, go there. Also, Lucas over there at Publicly Challenged, mm -hmm. he has a link where you go in and name 
whatever address and then email and you get a spot there. He has you do a short paragraph if you're a finalist. Good. And then um, just a quick explanation why it might help you or why you want to go. Something simple. Somebody's going to win a free spot to the archery event from Publicly Challenged. So, uh, Graxaw yeah. Game Bags, Instagram, Publicly Challenged Instagram. That's yeah. where you can find Stone those. Stone Glacier and already picked their winner for yeah. their giveaway. Dude, that kid scored. Yeah, it looks like Holy a great cow. gentleman. Um, From Wyoming, guy. I think. Yep. And uh, so he's got the spot that they provided for him. And uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward to seeing him. And I don't, we're going to try to get this podcast out this weekend, like, which means like shortly after we record this, but if you go to their pages and it's already done, sorry, we're not exactly sure how long their, their things are going to last for, but it's worth going and checking out if you hear this in the next, you know, in the first week of April or last week of March, that's where we're at right now. Um, and then, and then spring bear is like i said before coming fast so we have rifle covers in right now mm-hmm. um, we got a handful in again so if you need something to top your optics and cover the cover the barrel of that rifle going into bear season uh think about grabbing one it's they, it's been awesome to see um people really are liking the covers i haven't had any bad feedback yet which is unexpected you always tend to get something right but so far it's they've been really well um, spoken of out there so we have them now and they typically don't last too long but yeah grab a grab a rifle cover for to cover them expensive scopes you've got on those mm-hmm. rifles is that until april 8 april 15th, 15th yeah. that's opening up bear season somewhere bear in the Montana, um, you can get free shipping on your rifle cover. So just use code SPRINGBEAR, all caps, one word, SPRINGBEAR, uh, which is pretty good deal. So think about that if you if you want to save some money. And then with Stealthy Nutrition as well, remember there's always a 10% off. If you get on our email list, you can get 10% off your first order. And if you get on the email list, we really don't bombard you. We try to do two a month, and it's really to share blogs and things that we're doing there, information, and then to give you any other discounts. So we did a great survey on Stealthy Nutrition. I sent it out to everybody on that list, and we got a huge response of people giving us feedback, um, so much positive feedback. I mean, for a really young company that's we're so wet behind the ears with this thing. You know, we've screwed up plenty. Like we've mailed the wrong things to people. We've, we've like people in this community, like you could screw up and people are still so nice, you know, and we got amazing feedback on the products that people love. And, and you can go now to our website at stealthy nutrition.com and see there's a testimonials page now. And all of those testimonials came from this survey that we put out. And then we also got uh, feedback as to what people wanted, what products people wanted to see. Um, And so we are going to be coming out with some of these new products from the survey that we got. 
And um, I just really appreciate everybody who helped with that. So when everybody filled out the survey for me and did it, they, you know, everybody got a coupon for 20 bucks off their purchase. So that's what the email's for. It's really to help give us feedback, to give you information, and then to help give you discounts and, and stuff like that. For now, uh, enjoy this podcast with Ryan and Tan- Tanya Avery. They have a podcast. You can go listen to theirs, Avery, Avery, Adventures. Avery Adventures. And then uh, Ryan's part of the Rockslide team. And so I'm sure everybody listening to this probably knows what Rockslide is. All right. Hopefully you'll learn something in this podcast and you won't think we're too weird. <laughs> Good luck with that. All right. Is this a Hunt Harvest Health podcast or is this a Rock Slide podcast? More of a health, health, well, we health. Avery Adventures we podcast. Both, like I said, okay. Hit two different genres. Yeah. Because my Intro. people aren't weird granola people like the Lampers. No, they're just weird on other avenues. Be a shock to your system with your crowd. <laughs> They'll be like, what, "What's this voodoo magic Dude, you're speaking every day of?" People are turning more to your kind of lifestyle. Yeah, I know they're getting crunchier. Yeah, we we are. Um, what are the we we saw the future? We are. Um, we're just hippies. We're progressive in that way. We just knew that this was going to become the thing and and that hunters, I just could never, uh, I could just never understand why hunters weren't actually like the health advocates for the whole country. And so like being in the health world, it's like you see all these people that are like the health gurus and the health, like everybody follows what they do and they're like, eat lean meat, eat healthy meat, but they don't even hunt. Like they don't even, they're just going to Whole Foods and buying their meat or, or whatever, you know what I mean? And I always thought like, why aren't hunters like owning the ones the owning this for sure? But yeah, it's changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, now when I think of health, I think of Ryan Avery. Pretty Ab- much. The Absolutely. The picture of health. I am the enigma of health. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we have you on the podcast today. Yeah. yeah. You're going to tell us all about your health. I am going to tell you about my face-breaking experience. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you haven't already guessed it, we have uh, Ryan and Tanya Avery from... Avery Adventures, Avery Adventures and, podcast wow. and everything else. I don't know. You guys are like us. You have multiple things going on. Multiple, multiple personalities. <laughs> yeah. We don't true. even know half the time what we're doing. <laughs> Where are we? What are we doing? But, um, What's going on? Yeah. So I guess over a year ago, right, Ryan? I don't know December. how long ago. December. Uh, oh, December? 19. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know it was pre-COVID. Yep. And um, you got the word that... I did this weird, crazy treatment, and so you came over and saw me, Yep. and you had some benefits, so you want to talk about what that is? Yeah. I had never, backstory, um, growing up, played football, wrestled, did a lot of, you know, boy things, and I had a lot of concussions. I think I had eight, like, actual known concussions, but I went in the Army in 1998 or 99, I got kneed in the back of the head. And I couldn't see out of part of my left eye for a few days. I kept going back for testing. And um, I've had all these weird things going on with my hand after that and my leg where I couldn't feel them. They were tingly. They were numb. And I literally had well over half a million dollars in testing from the VA. From like, I think, was that Invoke Potentials or what is that called? Where they shock you to see yeah. if your nerve system's working. Then they tap the thing in your muscle. I had spinal tap. 
we went to the we went to Fort Gordon and anyways the VA did a gamut of tests and all they came back with is I had chronic headaches my left side was weak and numb and uh, all they would say is it's well it's post concussion syndrome so hmm. you know going on I kept trying to find new things I'd mean I Tanya when I got home um, Tanya knew a neurologist I went and saw him and he did you know CTs MRIs all kinds of different tests and they all came back and said well you know, your testosterone's low, but that's all that we can really see. We don't see anything physically wrong with you. You know, and, and I kind of gave up on it. And then I was actually at a VA appointment, a yearly annual. And the bad thing about the VA is you get a new doctor every couple months. The good thing about the VA is you get new knowledge every couple months because there's <laughs> a new doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a new doctor every couple months. <laughs> so he was telling me about they do this thing called battlefield acupuncture in your ear, and they tried that. Then work, and then he said it's NCR, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. He said, "Have you ever heard of NCR?" He goes, "We don't do it." He goes, "But I heard it's really good for headaches." And uh, I didn't think much about it. And then I went home, and somehow I got this crazy dude, Joey Pyburn, on the phone. Oh, cousin Joey. Cousin Joe, and he said, <laughs> "I said." I got migraines. Tanya's got migraines. I got this weird stuff going on with my hand. And uh, he's like, you need to talk to Doc Hillary. I was like, for what? And he's like, you need to go and get your face broken. <laughs> and and I hate to label it that way because it sounds so you know intrusive. But that's the way I label it because that's the only way that in my mind it works. And I would have done it. I would have just punched you in the face if you would have asked. Yeah. No, you wanted to see a professional. Yeah, well, so and if you've had chronic migraines and you've had this, you know, nobody's been able to solve the riddle, you're, you are up for just about anything. So I called and talked to Ryan and I said, can you tell me about this crazy wife of yours treatment mm-hmm. that she has? And he went through it. So I was like, all right, there's two people that have had it done to him. So yep. I called Doc Hillary and I said, sign, put me in coach. Break my face. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. I came over December. How did, my question is like, I can't remember now. Cause after that's been a while since we had that conversation, but how did Joe cousin Joe, how did he explain it to you without just the, you know, calling it break, face? He says, she shoves a balloon in your nose and explodes it. <laughs> <laughs> or something to that effect. I couldn't say. That's paraphrasing a little bit. But he said, basically, she shoves his nose and, and pops it or something like that. Yeah. And I said, well, what did it do for you? And he said, I haven't had migraine since. Yeah. And those are the magic words to any migraine sufferer mm-hmm. is, right. you know, you're, you put you right in. So I came over here. She did. I did four days of treatment. And so now I'm 13, 14 months out. And my migraines are aura migraines. I always see them in my eye first. And I had one about every 14 days, when you say, Tanya? About two to three weeks? About every three weeks. Yeah. I had one and I was on medication and I was, you know, it it just sucks because it pretty much, it puts you down for a day and it makes you stupid for three yeah, mm-hmm. it's and yep. with him it's instantaneous. Like he loses sight in that eye, and yep. usually the it was like when he was driving. <laughs> yep. So that was awesome, and it was quick. Like he, yep. you know, like the onset was super quick, and if he didn't take something, then it he'd have to pull over and not be able to drive until it resolved. Yeah. So cognitively wise, like literally, I. I'm already kind of special, but I'm special for three straight days after that. So I got, like I said, I got the treatment. It instantly, the first day she did it, I went to sleep and I came downstairs and they can attest to it. It literally felt like somebody took, uh, you know, somebody's tightening down for the last, you know, 20 years, somebody was tightening down 
a uh, wire around my head. It felt that was gone. And I felt so much left pressure off my left eye where I felt all that pressure and where I get my headaches from, where I see that aura in one treatment. And then it just got progress progressively better the next three days. But then I went home and I noticed that I didn't get a migraine. I didn't get a migraine for a week. I didn't get a migraine for a month. I didn't get a migraine two months. I think it was like six or seven months in, and I saw I got into a migraine. And I was like, "Oh no, here we go. It's going to happen again." And then it went another four months, and I didn't get a. I got another aura migraine. So it went from having them every three weeks to having two, and much milder, mm -hmm. much milder, two in thirteen months. But I would say that's not even the biggest benefit that I have seen from it. It's ten. You can just my left hand. And I'd always paint her as fine motor skills, and they had no idea why. But if I grabbed a cup, I couldn't feel the cup. Like, and I would, you know, I'd kind of drop it. I would have to make sure I had it in my hand before I walked away from it. That has disappeared too. So, I don't know what kind of voodoo <laughs> you have going on. Witchcraft. Magic in those balloons. I'm a believer. Yeah, <laughs> I um. So, for those who are listening, I this was actually what I did for close to 20 years before I really started this podcast. I, um, just a little backstory. I was a headache sufferer myself. So I grew up with chronic headaches. I didn't have migraines like you describe. I had mm -hmm. that, but I had the ring around my head, mm -hmm. the pressure around my head. And I had that pretty young and I had it for a lot of my young life. And I just thought really it was normal. Like this head pressure was kind of normal. But as I got older and went through puberty, um, and I had a couple car accidents and this and that, and um, I it just kept getting worse. And so in my late twenties, late late um, teens, early twenties, I was always searching. Really, the what got me into medicine in general was that because I was looking for something that was going to help my headaches. Mm -hmm. And so I went to massage school for a year because I thought that would help. And I mean, it would help for a little bit, but it didn't really, you know, ever fix it. And then as I got, when I met Ryan in our early 20s, I mean, I was having a lot of chronic headaches and working and just, um, just kind of desperate. I was doing acupuncture and nutrition, like I was doing all these things. I was I was way more strict with my diet now than, than, than I am now. Like I was pretty diligent and I was getting my hair cut by my hairdresser one day. And she said, I was complaining probably about my headaches. And she said, Oh, well I cut this guy's hair, um, here in town. Uh, he does this crazy weird treatment. And, but I hear that it's really miraculous for things like headaches. And so of course I was intrigued and I met up with him um, I was a massage therapist at the time. I had a practice in north of Seattle. And so I met up with him and we chatted and he said, oh yeah, you could use this. You know, and I had crooked teeth. I mean, my teeth were off. My bite was off. Like I had headaches. I looked somewhat different than I do now. Like I had a lot of smashed nasal bridge and like just whatever. Of course, those things I didn't pick out about myself until, like, he picked me apart, like, symmetrically, like, all these mm -hmm. things. And then I saw him as a patient, and um, it just radically, like, like you, in four days, I was like, wow, this is going to change my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember talking to my mom on the phone the week that I saw him and just telling her... Um, I think this is gonna, this is it, mom. This is, I found it. Like, this is what I need. And she was like, oh yeah, honey. Cause she was like, so used to me just doing a million different things. Mm -hmm. And 
I went back to work and I started, I was doing massage and I mainly did, uh, like I worked with chiropractors and stuff. So I was doing a lot of injury massage like me, like, like what I had headaches, neck pain, back pain, whiplash, concussion, all this stuff. You know, you see the same people all the time, every week with the same problem. It's like, they're just coming in, they never get better. And then I started telling everybody like, you need to go see this doctor, you need to get this treatment done. And of course, everybody thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I basically just begged him for a job because going back to my practice and working on people with the same problem over and over and over again, was just frustrating yeah. for me. So he gave me a job, uh, I think the summer after Ryan and I got married. And I was about 24. And then I worked for him for about 10 years on and off. Hmm. Halfway through that, I decided I wanted to go to med school because I wanted to do it. I had to legally be a physician. So in the middle of that, I did that. And I ran his office and I did all the assistant work and all the body work and all the things that come along with it. I learned how to do it only because I basically was treating thousands of people with him and we were seeing hard cases. So at that time, it was even more like weird. And so we were basically seeing the cases like you that the hot, the doctors or the medical establishment basically just written off and been like, oh, yeah, you have migraines, you're screwed, mm-hmm. like this is your life. What, what did I do? I worked for him and then I got through med school. And because I had worked for him for so long, kind of in the community, I just kind of fell into a job where I had a lot. He had moved and transitioned practices and I got a lot of his patients and then I was getting a lot of referrals because people knew me and they trusted me and whatever. So back to like see the type of patient we were seeing, we were seeing basically people that were told that there was nothing they could be done for them. Um, they, some of them were definitely interesting people. I don't know how they found us back in that day because there wasn't mm-hmm. internet. So they would like read it in a newsletter. It was just like word of mouth and it spread like wildfire. So my boss was super busy. Like he mm-hmm. was one of the only guys that did it and he was super busy. And so I saw it too as like a very like, wow, this is like people want this, you know, of course. So it motivated me, but. Um, I got through med school and then I kind of inherited a lot of his practice. And then I just worked doing that for 2007 to we moved here in 2018 full time. Mm-hmm. So that's mainly all I did. I was, I was specialized and people like you would be referred to me from like your VA doc heard about this treatment. And of course they don't do it because no. they don't know what to do about it, mm-hmm. but they know they send, they would send you to me. Uh, which is why I was kind of excited when your VA doc actually said something because the VA is not typically the people that are referring to me um, because they don't yeah. really know about it. And a lot of people don't know about it. And then people are probably thinking, like, what is it exactly? Because when you say you're sticking a balloon up someone's nose, I mean, everyone's visual is like if you tell a child that you're going to put a balloon up their nose, you know, what's their visual? They're like, excuse mm-hmm. me? But it's just, it's an old osteopathic man, man, manipulation treatment. And there's a big bone in behind your eyes called the sphenoid bone. And that bone attaches to all the other bones in your head. And it also helps to control cerebral spinal fluid movement. It The meningeal tension, which meninges are just thick connected tissue that line the inside of your brain and your spinal column. They basically what protect you, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you have to get a spinal tap, they go through the meninge or the dura to get in to get that anesthetic into your spinal column. So like, or to get stuff out if they're testing for like, for you, they were testing to see if you had like diseases or immune issues or whatever. And, um, so 
that's what that bone does, but it's really hard to get to. You can't like, you can touch your temples on both sides and that's your sphenoid bone. So it's not actually a temple bone. It's the sphenoid bone, hmm. but it goes across like a butterfly all the way across. And this is actually the same bone, it's just the exact opposite sides. So the best way to get there Interestingly enough, is if you go to the upper palate, the upper airway, which is through the nose, the sphenoids at the back of the throat. So hmm. you just learn through many years of experience and instruction where to put the balloon. And then you, you have bones in your nose that are these tiny. That's why you can't pick your nose and stick your finger all the way out your throat okay. because you have those bones called turbinates there and they separate your nasal canal into three separate canals. And if anyone out there who's probably a lot of people out there have had nasal surgeries, sometimes they'll shave the turbinates down or they'll remove the turbinates. Mm -hmm. And so the person has more space to breathe. The problem with that can be, you can develop what's called empty nose syndrome because your nose is actually meant to have those bones there because those bones have a lot of immune tissue on them. So they help you fight when you breathe in like infection and, and you know, your nose is a filter. And if you don't have that immune tissue there and you just have like a big open hole, you can actually be worse off. Um, with empty nose syndrome, with your breathing and your sinuses getting clogged and all that, because you basically can't filter things anymore. So you just like, you know, imagine if you go out on the street here, we live on a dirt road, you know, your nose is filtering all that dust and bacteria and viruses and all that kind of stuff. So right. people tend to have more allergies and they have more problems. So some of the ENT surgeries were one of the main reasons we would see people because they were trying to avoid these nasal surgeries, like for deviated septum and um, upper airway restriction and stuff. So we could help to change that and improve their breathing with possibly no nasal surgery. Um, and I've seen a lot of people that have had nasal surgeries and they never worked because mm. most nasal surgeons, you know, ENTs will tell you, well, we're going to do this and it might only be 50% effective. And in a year from now, you might be back to where you were. So to me, it was just always interesting to see that, um, and that's a big money maker. ENT surgeries are huge. They're one of the top, I think, one of the top surgeries done in the in the United States. People can't breathe through their nose. And unfortunately, and there's a lot, we could go into, I think, a lot of different reasons for that. But definitely one of the reasons for that is, is head trauma mm -hmm. and shifting that goes on. And so when the sphenoid shifts and you get hit in the head like you did... You'll have changes not only in the structure, you'll have changes in the connective tissue, then you have changes in cerebral spinal fluid flow. And cerebral, cerebral spinal fluid controls, it has all your immune cells in it, it has all your neuro, neurotransmitter precursors in it. So, you know, like you get a, an injury to the back of the head. That's your visual center for one, which is what you experienced. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the visual, visual centers are controlled in the back of the head. Um, serotonin is produced in the occipital lobe of the brain. So you'll see more serotonin issues, maybe depression, these kinds of things. Whereas like the front of the head, frontal disorders where they have frontal injury, um, more emotional liability, inability to control your emotions, um, dopamine issues. Hmm. And then the parietal bones are... Uh, you produce acetylcholine and other neurotransmitters. And so if it's basically like your, your brain is like a big fat sponge and it's surrounded by this fluid that has all the nutrients for life in it. And 
one, if your skull changes anyway, I mean, the space is already super tiny where that fluid goes and is pumped through. And you have a venous system in there that pumps through and then pulls waste out and stuff into your lymphatic system. And then you drain it out of your body. You have um, at night when you sleep, it's called the glymphatic system. It pumps that fluid and cleans your brain out. So this is why sleep deprivation is considered a torture is because when you can't clean your brain out, you start having lots of neurochemical like hallucinations and like mm -hmm. stuff like that because sleep, that's why people with insomnia can have so many like also mental and emotional issues because you cannot clean your brain out. And that's what you do when you go into REM sleep into deep sleep. Gotcha. And the body's doing that all the time. It's pumping. So the sphenoid is helping pump that, the connective tissue is moving that. So if you had these head traumas, you shift the structure, then you shift the connective tissue, then that fluid maybe in the back of your brain can't quite saturate the sponge as well as it used to. So mm -hmm. you start having visual issues, emotional issues, depression, like that kind of thing. And you know, like football players, they take a lot of frontal and side impact. So parietal mm -hmm. here. Um, you know, retired football player has a nine times higher chance of Alzheimer's disease, early stage Alzheimer's disease than an average person does. And that's because they take so many hits to the parietal lobe, which is acetylcholine formation, which is part of that Alzheimer's picture. Plus they take tons of frontal hits. So, you know, and you can even dig down deeper into CTE and into some of these brain disorders that they've discovered over the years in people that have had multiple head traumas, that it can actually get down to the histological level where you're having damage to the actual cell. And you may not, this is what's unfortunate, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to be talking on so long here, is like, you go to the VA and they run all these very expensive tests, which is like MRI, CT scans, um, PET scans, spec scans, like all the things, like you said, the electrical conduction tests, a lot of those tests don't show any organic reason for why you would have a headache. Because unless you have a tumor in there, or unless there's some inflammatory destruction, you can sometimes see where someone had a head trauma. But like CTE is histological, which means it's in the cell. So that's that whole movie with Will Smith. He when they were MRIing these guys' brains, they were like, you look fine. There's nothing wrong with you. So they were just giving them antipsychotic medications and antidepressants, which is then making them even crazier. But those head traumas actually not showing up on an MRI. They, they went to the cellular level. And MRI doesn't show cellular level. So that's why he was slicing out pieces of their brain and looking at it under a microscope. And he was like, whoa, these cells are like freaking out. And so, you know, head trauma and these things... They, they can get pretty deep and they can last a long time. And we don't take the structural like impact to the skull, to the connective tissue, to the brain. Um, we take it a lot. Well, nowadays we take it a lot more serious, but even back when I was started in, in this field, you know, they, they weren't. Huh. And so that's so we use that we go in through the nose and we just inflate that little inflation device it's not a big old balloon it's not like a big birthday balloon okay it's <laughs> like a, a little inflationary thing and it pushes on that bone because i can't stick my finger in your nose because you have turbinates mm -hmm. now and when before this was developed in the early 1900s they used to use a, a what was called finger technique and they actually took their finger and they shoved a pasture turbinates and they would move your sphenoid Oof. but only it's fun yeah only you think it's yeah uncomfortable now <laughs> you should have that um 
it, it it was for desperate people because remember back then they they didn't have the medications we have now they don't mm-hmm. have the things to stop your migraine coming on and so people were desperate and they they didn't have nasal surgery you know what i mean so some chiropractor i think like figured out I could go in there and manipulate that bone. It could help people breathe. But then you might have a fractured bone. You're like bleeding <laughs> like crazy. Like, I wouldn't want to be first in line for that. No. So who, the the people that designed this simple instrument we use was just like, we just need something that's lubricated that can go through and, and, and move that bone. Now, if you think chiropractic's crazy and you think there's all this crazy, I mean, yeah, this will sound crazy to you, but I've had this, People say this to me for 20 years. Like, it's crazy. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. And what I say at this point, okay, sure, believe what you want. But then it's your stories that make it impactful because I could try to go out and sell this to a whole auditorium full of people and three quarters of the people and they're going to think I'm crazy. But I can, I know from clinical experience which would be considered anecdotal data because there's not a lot of research on this either because it's such a unique treatment. You can't, nobody's going to give money for research on this and it's, it's laborious. It doesn't make anybody money. It's not Mm -hmm. like a drug. It's just not going to happen. And so, but the clinical benefits from what I see is what just kept me motivated to do it for so many years. And the reason I got into hormones and to men's health and to women's health and, and like the aging process is that because I was working with people like in your age demographic or people that were in the military that had had traumas, like people that were athletes and like people nowadays want to live these longer, more healthier, active lives than like our grandparents did, you know, and um, they have old injuries that were never properly treated. And sometimes what comes along with a lot of head trauma is hormonal dysfunction. And mm-hmm. it's really like, you know, testosterone dysfunction. And um, you see it a lot. And so I started getting more into kind of the whole like neurological brain aspect of it. And then the hormones and kind of the whole anti-aging thing. But typically, initially NCR was basically all I did. The crazy part to me is you... You know, this happened to me in <clears throat> late 90s, so it took 20, basically 21 years to get there. And that whole time you go to these, all these different tests, and each time you come out going, damn, is it just in my head? You know, is it just me? Yeah. Am I the problem? And then you, you kind of give it away. Like Tanya was probably tired of me hearing saying, man, my left hand does not work. My brain, my, you know, my these headaches are, I can't get rid of them. And uh, long story short, you kind of give up on it. Mm-hmm. And then you just forget about it. And you deal with it, and that's that's the wrong answer. So, well, there's, <clears throat> I don't know how people find me nowadays. It's mainly through the internet, mm-hmm. and they are googling something like headaches or migraines or whatever. And I don't know, a website will pop up, a story will pop up. Of course, Quackwatch and all these others are pop up too. So <laughs> people get all confused. But I do consults, you know, free consults, and talk to people about what's going on. And, And like people from all over the country, I mean, my Seattle practice was like 50% of people flew in from all over the country to see me, you know, it, it, because the internet's just changed the way you can help people. But there are so many people suffering from something like you are, and there's nothing to be done for them in the conventional medical model. I mean, and I hate to say that. Now, there is, like, you getting your hormones fixed, that's going to help you. Right. Like, you getting p- physical therapy, you getting whatever. But, 
like what you experienced for 20 years, the medical establishment is going to be like, okay, if we can't fix it, there's nothing that can help you. Mm -hmm. Therefore, live with it. And what I always tell patients or people I'm having consults with, I was like, I don't really know if NCR is going to help you because you had kind of a radical case. Really quickly, you had massive changes. It doesn't always work. And I had that as well. But it does not mean that that happens for everybody. And because it is a unique treatment, I can't talk to somebody on the phone and say, yes, 100% your thing you've had for 30 years is going to go away. I can't. That's just liability issues. Plus, I don't know. And I haven't seen them in person. And I haven't worked on them. So you are like kind of, it's like a Hail Mary. And by the time people get to where you are at, they've done so many Hail Marys, they're kind of like exhausted. So then they somehow hear about your weird treatment and they're just like, (laughs) well, I don't even know why I'm talking to you right now, but I just feel like I don't know what else to do. And it makes a lot of sense to me, but all the doctors think I'm crazy. And I just say, listen, if you intuitively feel like this is something that would help you, um, like I did, you should just try it. It's, you don't have anything to lose. At this point, the medical establishment wants you to take drugs or they want you to leave them alone. Mm-hmm. They don't want to deal with you. You're, it's too confusing. And I'm not saying like everything, I can fix everything either, but this like structural aspect of actual treatment and not just diagnosis. Yeah. What's the other problem? So much of medicine is all these expensive testing, diagnostic things. I mean, I do it too. Labs, you know, we run all this stuff. There's always that patient. It's like, well, you look great on paper. I don't know what to tell you. And it, it's, it sucks because in a lot of cases, nobody's getting treatment. Mm-hmm. They get tons of expensive diagnostic tests. And then at the end, it's like, sorry, we don't got anything for you. Exactly. Why don't we just try this drug? And then they go through that whole thing, like trying this right. drug and that drug and this had side effects and like that kind of thing. Um, or they get people dependent on drugs. Antidepressants are a great example, you know, um, take an antidepressant. Well, it can really work to help take the edge off for most people. And they deal with the side effects, but then try to get them off of that antidepressant. Now they're freaking scared to get off of it because they think it really helped them. Whereas maybe it was situational depression. You know, they had a breakup right. or a loss in the family or something traumatic and they needed that help. But just to stay on it, because now you're scared that if you get off of it, you're going to have a problem. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what happens when you start... For- the pharmacy thing, you know, just start giving pills for everything. Um, You miss these things. And unfortunately, there's not enough of us doing it. It's really, really rare. Most doctors don't want to do it. They don't make enough money. Hmm. It's, it's just, it's unfortunate, but it's really, I think convincing people that it's effective Mm -hmm. without talking to somebody who's actually had it done. Right. I mean, it's a pretty tough treatment to sell. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound great. No, it doesn't. Like, you know, you know, my family, we're, Hill does. Very skeptical, right? Pretty yeah. skeptical people. Um, and everybody in my family's had it done. You know, I had my Joe had it done, cleared up his headaches. He was one of the migraine sufferers. I was super lucky. I, I, I don't know that I've ever had a migraine, but I've had, you had structural it done for neck stuff. You yeah, had. structural issues with my neck um, when it was going out on me. So uh, that cleared that up. But then, you know, since it worked for Joe. My highly skeptic father, <laughs> who you never in a billion years think would go in there for anything, but another guy, he'd get headaches all the time. So he had it done, and then he couldn't 
like get my mom in there fast enough because he saw <laughs> such good results. And, uh, that was a side of my dad that we never really saw before. And then it's like, it's just kind of dominoes fall. Everybody gets it done, but it's until you know somebody who's actually mm. had it done. Like I look, you guys know my feelings about even doing this podcast. It sounds a little weird. It's a weird treatment. Yeah, most people Fact are is, probably thinking like, why haven't you guys talked about this before? Like, this was my life. This yeah, was I don't my really career. Want to talk about it too much, but I... Ryan has a really difficult time talking about this because he thinks everyone's going to think we're a bunch of weirdos, and I'm like, everyone already thinks we're they a bunch of weirdos. We're, weirdos. we're already those hippies. And honestly, guys, why would we not? You know, I used to get mad at him. Like, this is what I do. Like I help people. I go to work. I literally help people. I don't just tell them here. Sorry, I can't help you. Like I literally help people. Mm. Why would we not want to share that with like mm -hmm. everybody? But it's just the treatment itself mm -hmm. sounds so out there that you, you, and most people don't even under, they have no concept of anatomy. Mm -hmm. So they'd have no concept of like what I'm actually doing. I'll think, are you going into my brain? No, I'm not going into your brain. Um, you know, there's some basic anatomy skills that like the majority of the population doesn't have. So they, it just sounds weird. They don't understand it. Mm -hmm. And then there's always the subset of medical people that think it's crazy too. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of influence and, you know, they scare people. And I'm over that now. Like for me, it's like, I'm not forcing anybody to get treated. No, but I'm not dragging people off the street to yeah. treat them. You show up in my office. You obviously had a reason. And it, yeah. unless you have a contraindication, let's work together and see what happens. Um, but now I'm not as pushy as I used to be. I, I, I really do believe everybody could benefit from it. Like everybody's had a head trauma. Everybody's had an injury. Everybody's had an emotional trauma in their life. Everybody was born somehow. And, you know, but... I used to be dil I used to see well, people and just yeah, like pick people apart and now I don't do it anymore. It used to it's be like when she first got into it, she could she'd just see anybody. Like she'd look at me, she'd look at you guys and she'd say, Oh, your left eye's a little smaller than your right eye, and that one's sitting a little higher, and your nose is a little canted. And that ear, that should be down a little she'd just pick your face apart. That's and she crazy. could see all these little structural indifferences in your face and just going through the grocery store, looking at everybody's face and trying to pick them apart. So we don't get that. We don't. I'm not as perceptive. Do I, anymore, I think but. it's just a protection mechanism. When I was younger, it was like I wanted to help everybody and I, I was just learning. So I was always doing that scanning and I was pretty perceptive. My vision's gotten worse over the years too. So I'm like, I see people on the street. I'm not like, staring at him you know no, like, like I holy used to. god that's a freak <laughs> but <laughs> i still i still in my head like if i see someone on a movie or a, a newscaster i still just subconsciously i'm always like oh that guy must have had a head trauma or oh that guy's like you know i mean I, I don't say it like i used to i used to be pretty like outspoken <laughs> about it but I think that unfor I wish just which I just wish there were more people doing it and more people that are suffering like you are mm -hmm. and like that more doctors at the VA would say to their guys like I don't know what to do for you but there's these things out there that might work because like I said it's not going to make them any worse and it could really <laughs> change their life mm -hmm. and so having that referral system would be would be great but it's um it really changed my life. It changed the directory of my life, the trajectory of my career. And, um, 
Yeah. I'm going to get a call from the VA saying, who told you this? Which doctor was it? <laughs> He's out of here. Who yeah. is it? So Tanya, you've now, I drug, I'm so high on this procedure. I drug Tanya over here because she has migraines. Kind of go through your thought process after having three days of it. So I've had headaches as long as I can remember as a kid. And then as I got older, they, they got worse and got worse. And then they... I don't know if you want to say they developed into migraines. I'm not sure, but it got to the point that I would be getting them many, I, I don't know. So, for example, I, I use Imitrex for my migraines, and I get nine a month. Well, I would be using all nine of those because most migraines last two to three days. Right. And then I was able to start getting Maxalt also. So then like a bad month, I would be using all my Imitrex because that was most effective. And then I would start to be use, start using some of the Maxalt, which didn't work quite as good, but it was, it was enough that I, I could function. And um, it would be, um, you know, like I think there's a lot of confusion between cluster headaches and migraines. Um, they're a little bit different. I would get them just, I mean, many, I don't know even how many times if you'd call it three migraines a month lasting three days or mm -hmm. whatever, but, um, it, the pain would be so intense. I would be making myself throw up just to get a release of the pain. And a couple times we had to go to the ER. A couple times, well, the urgent care. Urgent care yeah. I mean, I remember one time like begging Ryan to kill me. Like I was in so much pain. I was just like, please put me out of my misery. Please kill me. I can't take this anymore. I cannot. Um, my hormones, I, I know were probably um, some part of the migraine process because they, mm -hmm. that seemed to trigger it a little bit. I did. I always said if I could figure out something to get rid of migraines, I will do it. I don't care what it is. I will do it. I got those like day dieth whatever they call them, death piercings in my ears. Um, and that actually did seem to help a little bit, but because I'm a nurse, I couldn't put the stethoscope in my ears to mm. do blood pressures on patients. So I had to take them out. Um, and I've been in the medical field for over 20 years and I've, I'd never heard of your um, technique. And so it's, it's just not like the regular, like people that are not in the medical field that don't know about it. It's, it's, so many people, and it's so frustrating because a lot of people, I mean, I know so many people that are sufferers of migraines and everything yeah. else. So I went through that process. I went to a headache specialist. I've been to neurologists. The headache specialist, you know, recommended trying dietary changes, which I tried. Um, I, I feel like I've tried everything. I've been to acupuncture. I've been to massage therapy. Um, so when Ryan went and got this done, I was like... You know, I've always said, whatever it is, I'm, I'm willing to try it if it gets rid of my migraines. Because what people don't really understand, and I don't think you really get it unless you've had them, is it's not just the physical pain that is so bad. It You're nauseous. You're vomiting. You're sensitive to light. You're sensitive to sound. Um, it's the fog that after it goes away, you can't, like, connect thoughts. Like, you know things but you can't, like, it's like, oh, I know I know the answer to this, but I can't bring it to the front of my brain. Like, I can't physically, it's like being in a mental fog for, you know, like another day. So it, it's basically like four days out of your week and those gone. Tri those tryptans, too, are actually strong drugs, and they have a side effect, too, mm -hmm. of making you really, like, 
out of it. Yep. Yeah. So people, I mean, I have a lot of patients who try not to take them as much yeah. as they can. It's because yeah. It's like, I know I'm going to not maybe have as bad a migraine, but I'm going to feel like weird, you know? Well, and I would like use them as a last resort because they're so precious. You only get nine. And, yeah. you know, so it's like, I would start with this, like, okay, it's not super horrible. Let me try Excedrin migraine and let me take a bath and use an ice pack. And, and so then I would spend so much time trying to, you know, alleviate the pain without using one of these precious, you know, um, Imitrex. And if anybody doesn't really understand what they are, they're not like narcotics. They're not like things that can take you down. And I, and like, pain medications never worked for me like to relieve the migraine pain. So I couldn't just like say, Oh, I'm going to get an oxy or a hydro and that will be fine. That didn't work for me at all. So, um, like I've found that I would be like coveting these like nine pills, like they're, you know, gold because you, you just can't function. Like you cannot function. It feels like you have an ice pick like through your temple. And I know everybody suffers differently and has somewhat different symptoms, but they're all subjective symptoms. So unless you go to the doctor and yeah, your blood pressure might be up because you're in so much pain, they really can't see or test for what you are going through. And so it's hard yeah. because then they're just like, then you get to look like, especially when you go into an urgent care, Oh, you're drug seeking. You know, because you're like, I'm in so much pain, but I know that you can't do any test on me to actually validate my symptoms. So yeah. then it's like, mm, okay, and how many milligrams work for you? Because, you know, like, I mean, you know, as a physician, people that abuse drugs typically have a preference. They have a dosage that they want. They have like all of these things laid out. And I'm like, I don't, I don't use pain pills. I don't know. Like, I, I don't have the answers for you. But um, so when Ryan suggested we come to see you, I was like, huh, I'm a little freaked out by the by the procedure and how you've described it. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of an anxious person. And but um, I was like, but I've said from day one, if I could ever find a cure, I, I don't care what it is. I'll do it. I'll try it. And um, so obviously, I don't I don't know how it's worked yet. But I mean, when you mm -hmm. when you. Yeah, I think the me. hardest thing is, like, in your situation, you have, like, a migraine. So, like, Ryan had chronic head pressure and mm -hmm. a band. So, it's easy right away to notice the difference if that's going to get better. Mm -hmm. But the migraines, it's more like we're just going to now look at, like, what's your intensity and frequency mm -hmm. and does that change? And that takes a little time. Like, maybe you won't have a migraine for, like, in a couple months. And then you'll be like, that's that's obviously, you know, a win. Oh, my gosh. If that happened, I'd be what? driving over and giving you a big fat kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's the other thing, too, is when you get used to being in pain all the time or you get prepared that you're going to be in pain, like, your body gets, you set yourself up for mm -hmm. that. But your brain can change really quickly. And so, if you change that mechanism and you don't have the pain, you can actually really quickly get used mm -hmm. to, like, not having headaches so that when you have one, it's like, whoa, I had a headache where like, you know, if like Ryan got a migraine right now, you know, it'd be such a weird, he just doesn't get headaches or migraines. In your case, you're like, ah, oh, geez, I get a migraine three times a week. Like, you know, yeah. no big deal. But as you get better, your nervous system's like, no, you've always been like this. No, you never had a headache. And then, right. so when you get a headache, it's like so traumatic because yeah. you haven't, you know, experienced. And, and that's kind of what we're looking for. We're looking for your, your body to get to a place where it's actually more normal to feel better and not to be so apprehensive and scared because it's on alert all the time. Oh, I mean, it's terrible. Like I remember going on trips and, and I still do this, but it's not 
not so horrible. Like I would count out how many days I was going to be gone. And if I got a headache on the first day, would I have enough um, Imatrex to last me for this amount of time? And I mean, it was like a whole process. It was ridiculous. And I don't know that Ryan really truly understood until he got a migraine and that like put him down like the like he'll just go to bed and be done and then he used to say to me why don't you go to bed and I was like I can't physically lay there like it just is like so Mm -hmm. I I don't know how to and that's why I think like people that's the difference between a migraine and a cluster is that people can't just Mm -hmm. lay there because it's like very agitating to their system Mm -hmm. yeah men typically get more clusters and they're pretty intense but they're short Mm -hmm. so they don't last for days they last Mm -hmm. they can last for minutes or they can last for an hour but they're super intense and they come on mainly around the eyes and the temples and then they kind of go away but they they can be hard to get clusters can actually be harder to get rid of because they're like a spasm in the vascular system and then you get a horrible spasm. Um, whereas migraines sometimes, and then obviously the pressure and swim cap yes. on your head, mm-hmm. that's a much easier one. Cause that's a really good like sign that there's, it's like more bone connective tissue structure. That's what at least my experience has been. Migraines can be come on for so many different reasons. And especially in women, they get more Mm -hmm. complicated when you're dealing with hormonal cycles. But I've also seen a lot of patients kind of being trash can diagnosed hormonal migraine because the doctor doesn't know what else is causing it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it just, it's just like, Oh, you must just have hormonal migraines, Mm -hmm. you know? And there's definitely women who like they go through menopause and they just quit having headaches. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, but you know, you, you, you don't go through menopause till you're like in your fifties. So a lot of women, you know, you tell a 25 year old that, well, just wait until you're in menopause. And they're just like, looking at you like, what, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's just the answer that I have for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. So, um, yeah, the main three problems that I've seen are like you guys headaches, migraines, breathing disorders, and then just like neck back pain, that kind of thing, structural stuff. Um, a head trauma I would throw in that kind of headache Um, and post-concussion syndrome can be difficult because there can be a lot of different manifestations of it Um, but like the left arm thing you know you you just even changing where your head sits on your neck changes how Mm. the nerves that feed your arm work also at the back of your head you have your cerebellum cerebellum controls walking gait it controls thing like fine movements mm-hmm. like being able to grab a glass now you may not not have cerebellar because you could grab it but you couldn't feel it that's so that a, that I would be more you know that's the thing i didn't yeah. think i had a hold of it and that's like that's more of the neck and the cervical and the thoracic plexus and you know everything shifts when you do this so what's cool about it it's a whole body treatment it's not just like one thing yeah that's but. what i noticed like because i don't again i don't get headaches but i heard when i used to get it for just like a, a neck cramping up on me is you kind of at the end of the four days you sit up taller yeah you're, you're taller it's kind of an anti-gravity right. and you just feel a little lighter that's what i would notice right away well i i knew because i like feel it down my arm and i i was like man i can like you, when you go to flex you don't feel your muscle flex and like a couple of days after I went to grab some, I was like, oh my God, I feel that muscle flex there. And that, that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. And it's, but how do you go from, I'm going to shove this balloon in your nose and it's going to fix your left hand. <laughs> yeah, and right. you're like, well, not just that. There's you no way. You yeah. had no whole way. left side weakness. Yeah, you would whole like... left side, but the, the, the arm was far worse. Like literally I would grab this sometimes and drop it because I didn't think I had a hold of it. Hmm. And it was probably, it wasn't instantaneous. instantaneous. It was probably six weeks probably later mm-hmm. that I really started noticing like 
man, that, that works. I don't know how that stuff works, but I was like, I can feel this when I grab mm-hmm. it. And, and I didn't feel like my pinky would go numb and tingle a lot. Hmm. Gone. Mm-hmm. And I complained about that. Probably even worse than the headaches was left side weakness. Well, it was kind of weird. Like when you would get an aura and then you would get a headache. Like, I mean, most of the time that those were pretty painless for you. But you then you would get like a traditional, I would say, like yeah. migraine where you just, he'd just go to sleep and sleep all day. And then I'd be like, oh, that must be nice. Can I do that every time I have a migraine? That was my <laughs> passive aggressive wife <laughs> comment. But <laughs> um yeah, but I was actually finally a little bit glad because I'm like, okay, now he gets what I'm feeling. And and not that I didn't think he believed me or understood, but it's so hard to explain to people. You know, like, the the not the pain so much as people are like, oh, yeah, I get bad headaches too. And you're like, uh-huh, okay. But it's the... Um, like the memory issues and like the, you know, like thought process that is like gone. And then you're like talking to them and like, a, like you're five because you can't grasp things mm-hmm. and can't, you know, speak like a, coherently. There was a storm cloud when she had one. I just saw a storm cloud <laughs> above her head. And I knew that she was going to be, she was going to be 10, not be a yeah. very constructive. Well, it's hard when you're a chronic pain sufferer and you, um, whatever it is and people that don't have chronic pain, like, mm-hmm. It's so hard for people to understand. It, it, it's like they try to be nice about it, but mm-hmm. they just don't really understand what it feels like to be like have something chronic like that that's just yeah. chronically like tearing you down every day. You know, just work out harder. Just be tougher. Yeah. You be know, tough. like we watch this whole thing about Some people talking like yep. that. And you're like, <laughs> those are, you know, it's, it's really, it can be hard. <laughs> and some people... I also think you can get used to it so you can make it part of your lifestyle mm-hmm. and you can figure it out, but you're always held back. Mm-hmm. And then like my experience, like one of my headaches lifted, like my capacity to do everything was different. Learn, mm-hmm. be nicer, deal with like <laughs> daily activities, yeah. um, have conversations. like, And even still to this day, you know, if I'm having things going on, you know, it just fogs your brain up. Mm-hmm. And then you add medications on top of that that have side effects of numbing you out, basically, is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that can be that can be exceptionally difficult um, mm-hmm. and dangerous, too. Mm-hmm. You know, people are driving cars and stuff out there. I mean, I always think about that sometimes driving down the freeway. Like, the amount of polypharmacy people are on. Amount- I guess yeah. we've talked yeah. about it. How, how, does, how do they get a hold of you? How do you do so this? So, I do this out of my clinic here. I, I did... Did out of Washington for a long time, and I still sort of do there. I haven't got COVID has changed a lot of travel um, things, and so. Um, but you can. I do it at my clinic here in Montana. So elevatehealthmt.com, mm-hmm. Elevate Health Montana, um, Elevate Health MT, and they can set you up. It's a four day treatment session. Like you guys have experienced, you need to have treatment four days in a row. So it's not something that you can just come for and have one day. Right. You need more. Your nervous system needs more change and training. I guess we schedule right now one week a month where I see and see our patients because of that four day treatment window. Is there anybody that just can't help? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple contraindications. Obviously, if you have any fresh facial fractures or nose breaks, we can't do anything there. Um, if you have some, there is a chance of some bleeding. It's really rare anymore, but we always are concerned about people on blood thinners um, or blood clotting disorders, where if you were going to start bleeding and you couldn't stop, 
that might be a contraindication. Um, I've had some people have some pretty bad injuries to their, um, the plate, like the ethmoid plate, or they have, um, what's the word? Um, they get spinal headaches, so mm -hmm. they have cerebral cerebral spinal flow, um, changes because they have somewhere in their brain, they have holes where the cerebral spinal fluid can leak out. So it causes a lot of pressure. And I don't know if you've ever had a, have you ever had a spinal tap where they gave you a spinal headache, hmm. like an epidural or mm -hmm. something? Um, they're very distinct headaches that are pretty bad, but they heal up and they get better. But I've had some people with that and I don't want to mess with that because gotcha. I don't want to end up. Um, and yeah, I mean, not really. Children, I, I've treated a lot of babies because we I worked a lot with plagiocephaly and the helmet situation of babies with misshapen heads um, to help keep them out of helmets, which is amazing. But then there's an age group between like 3 and 12 or kids are really difficult to work with because they have to let me stick a thing up their nose. So unfortunately, kind of the ages where you probably would benefit from it the most because you're knocking yourself around and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, um, that can be the hardest to treat. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, there's, and I do consults and if someone has a, they come in, the other is really high blood pressure and history of like, if you have family, very strong family history of brain aneurysm or anything. I usually require an MRI to make sure that there's no areas of weakness in the vessels. And that's not because I've ever seen that, but that's just one of my precautionary things because we are moving the head. Mm -hmm. And so I am kind of diligent about that. But most people are fine. Most people come into me like you. They're like, hi, here's my stack of medical records and here's my 60 images and I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. I don't got blame breeds. So it's good for me. A lot of times We've just from the what they have, I have it. I don't have to order stuff. So, but yeah, that's what it is. Well, thanks for coming on and your podcast and <laughs> your booty witch doctor stuff. <laughs> there it is, oh, folks. There it is. No, oh. let's call it the new medicine. I'll call it a lifesaver. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have, you owe yourself, if you're a migraine sufferer or you have, you know, a lot of head injuries like I've had, call her up. Yeah, yeah. like what's it going to hurt, honestly, if you are suffering and – I mean, you're willing to try just about anything. And I know most people are that have spent years and years suffering from migraines. What's one more thing, honestly? And if it works? And I will tell you that conventional medicine does a lot really good at convincing people that if they don't know what's going on, nothing exists. Mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. that is not true. I work with conventional medicine. I'm all for it. I'm an integrative doc. I want people to get the best care they can. God... Thank God we can get MRIs and we can look at things and we have painkillers and we have IVs. And I mean, there's, we have surgeries. It's, it's amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's so many things that if conventional medicine can't figure out what's wrong with you and they, they can't actually give you any, they just act like there's nothing out there. And I tell people, don't believe that there's some, it may not even be this. But there's usually something out there mm -hmm. that's going to help you. And I think that's also why a lot of the, the movement of medicine is changing. And a lot of things that were considered outside the realm of possibility are starting. We're starting to see them come into medicine. Mm -hmm. I mean, even things like CBD and, and can just ideas about 
plant medicines and things that were considered all quacky. And now we're seeing like people are having life changing experiences. They're getting better. They're healing. They're, they're like, you know, there's, there's actually therapies out there like what I'm doing that do work and they do help. It's just, they're not in the conventional model. And hopefully that will change as people demand People are changing nowadays. They're not like our grandparents' age where they just went to the doctor and the doctor said, take this medication. They don't even know what it's for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they just take it. And they don't, let, they don't, they don't ask questions. And that, that is not the population of people nowadays. And people have access to information right now. And they have questions. And they want you to be able to not only just, you know, they want you to be able to um, help them in a way that's going to create longevity, not just here, cover up a symptom. And um, at least an educated population that is tired of suffering and realizes that they can't get any further in that model. But so many people, I mean, just go, they go get on disability and they just keep getting the government and the doctors tell them there's nothing they can do. And it's really unfortunate. It's, it's a sad case of affairs. But yeah, It seemed to make doctors lazier, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, they're just overworked. Well, well it's just confusing. Yeah. I mean, people have so many comorbidities. It's like it makes yeah. it so much harder to really figure out what the problem is. And yeah. I think anybody that's on any prescription medicines, when you hear the commercials for said medications, <laughs> you're like, oh, my God, am I going to die taking this? I mean, like, what's the you know, no. weigh out the well, risk versus benefit. It's and it's pretty kind of terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Your risk, co- your, your cost ratio benefit is pretty, pretty high on the negative because before COVID medical mistakes was the number three cause of death in this country, whether that's your doctor screwed up or you, your medication, mm-hmm. like you took too much medication or your medication had a side effect. And that is pretty serious when you look at like all cause mortality. We were talking about tobacco last mm-hmm. night. Like we're shocked that people still smoke cigarettes based mm-hmm. on the education that's on there. It's just shocking to see people smoking cigarettes, but because it's an all cause mortality for almost every single thing that you can think of from cancer to heart disease to diabetes. Mm-hmm. But um, the same thing with pharmaceutical medications, mm-hmm. they they can save lives and they can slowly take away like a time bomb and cause bone loss and muscle atrophy and, you know, mental issues and car accidents Mm -hmm. and like, you know, so. Well, I like to think I'm a pretty logical person most of the time. Ryan might disagree. (laughs) But I mean, for me to, and I don't love to take (laughs) pharmaceuticals, but the the benefit to me taking like Imitrex and Maxalt and, and I started taking Imgality, which is a shot and it hurts like hell um, because the pain was so bad and all the other things that come along with it. Um, so it's like you, you have to realize like people are just wanting to take these things. Like I think most people want to be cured and want, don't want to be because they do know this stuff is bad for them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think it's great that there's so many more avenues to choose from to, t- to try to, you know, improve your health in this day and age. And it's not always, it's not looked upon so much in like a, oh, that's, you know, voodoo stuff. And, oh, that's, that doesn't really work. That's just a placebo that's in your head, whatever. And I'm glad that that is there definitely a forward push <laughs> for well, more natural. Well, my statement is 
When people say it's all in your head, I say, you're exactly right. It is all in your head. I can help you with that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think that's kind of a silly statement, but it's really yeah. true. So many people come in and they're like, basically, I was just told that I'm just making this up. And it like, is. I'm, I'm not actually experiencing this. And there are those very few patients that are like that. They come mm -hmm. in, there's a radar. Doctors have a radar. There's a, there's patients, you know, you're a nurse. Mm -hmm. There's patients where you're just like, don't even touch them. Because mm -hmm. like I, you said, what's a contraindication to care? Mm -hmm. I have some people that I've consulted with where there is no way I would treat them. They are a liability lawsuit waiting to happen because the, when they start telling you 15 doctors they've seen have screwed them up, hmm. don't even get near them because those are the very small percentage of people that are suffering that mm -hmm. also have mental disease in mm -hmm. a lot of in a lot of cases I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So you could help them with your treatment, but you don't know how they're going to like mentally like perceive yeah. it. But most people are actually suffering and they want help and they don't want to suffer. You know, mm -hmm. there's this is very a small group that are like the, you know, a munching by, you know, purposely mm -hmm. hurting themselves. Munchauser by proxy. Not by yeah, proxy, but Munchausers. By, yeah. So it's like, you know, those things definitely exist but i think they're a very small percentage of the population ryan my... avery didn't the dude he's not the dude on the street if i ever saw and i didn't know him that i would be like that guy would sign up for ncr <laughs> no <laughs> and when he called and said he wanted to have it i was like okay and but that's how confident i am about it like i don't care who you are you can be ryan avery or you can be ryan lampers you know, backcountry Jesus, like it's gonna work. <laughs> it's gonna work for a lot. It doesn't matter. It, it works. Mm -hmm. And that's what I just tell people. Just try it. Yeah. If you're called to do it, if you think it is so crazy weird that it disgusts you and like, you don't, don't do it. Jesus, yeah. God's sake. I'm not driving. Everybody's got there. a choice. I mean, exactly. come on. Again, I, like I bring up my family. My family's pretty, really conservative, skeptical about all the voodoo, but here they are. Now they're from it. they bought in. Mm -hmm. They're all in. Well, oh, you I can't argue results. You just can't. Like yeah. you can't say. I mean, I thought it was a little crazy too at first when Ryan was telling me about it. But I'm like, hey, I'm willing to try anything. You know, honestly. And mm -hmm. if it works, oh my God, poor Hillary's going to be getting a slew of phone calls from <laughs> all the people I'm telling about. I'll be like, hey, listen, <laughs> and done. <laughs> all right, everybody, that's all a wrap. Right. The Hunt Harvest Health Podcast is for general health information only. This podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment of any health condition or problem. Any questions regarding your health should be addressed to your own primary care physician or other health care provider.